talking about alliance on your device of choice. Hirsch and Ari are here for you to make sense of it all so you don't have to. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Wow. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Talking About Alliance. We are zooming our way through high seas. Uh, it uh, should be a fun episode. Let's do it. I'm Ari, joined, as always, by Hirsch. Hello, Hirsch. Hello, Ari. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And we have a couple of special guests on for this Sunday edition. We have the our star-crossed duo, uh, a pair of players from summit who never quite got on the same page it's but have reconnected since then it's clara and spencer hello both hello clara and spencer hi thank you for having us that's exactly what i thank you for having us right at the same room how are you guys this afternoon doing good just talking about alliance same here awesome uh, well, so um, how's everyone feeling about things going on this season? Um, if I can go first, I'll just say Zach. Yeah. The main main word of the season. Zach is a he's Zach been, is a mood. He's definitely uh, He's definitely trying to be the main character of the season. I think probably the succeeding only, just a little only, bit. The only thing lacking is uh, confessionals with respect to Zach. I'd like to see a little bit more of the uh, method behind his madness. Um, Spencer, you had a similar issue uh, uh, with your season. Yeah. Uh, not using the confessionals. So I would, I wish, uh, I wish he would, uh, I would, use, I wish he would use his confessionals more. Yeah. I'm sure he's doing like how I am and sending them out to where just production can see them. Just forgetting that we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, so uh, we can, I think, jump back a little bit because we covered a lot in our mini show. We didn't go too deep into the first couple of rounds um, where we touched on Jamal and then uh, Devin being uh, leaving the game as Jamal voted out. Um, uh, I guess there's not a ton to go over with those two at this point, both pretty inactive players who I think didn't quite connect with anyone, but what kind of stands out from those two rounds and how is that kind of impacting where we are now? I think uh, Scylla, for, for me, that what really stood out was that Scylla was kind of a mess. Um, and uh, the only thing that really uh, salvaged this part of the game for them was the fact that uh, they didn't have to go to tribal um, and vote out Jess, which they would have done. Um, that was a huge break for them, um, gave them a chance to rally and maybe strengthen some relationships uh, maybe kept Zach around a little bit longer than he would have been around, uh, if you, if you think about it. So, uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was huge. Uh, Devin going on a, going on a, you know, basically leaving the game kind of flipped things on, a, on its head. Yeah, I'll yeah. agree with that. And, uh, Jess still being in the game is pretty big. Is this They've definitely turned it up in the past like day or so. I've seen more from them than I had the whole time before that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're almost tribal moment. Like, they went to tribal, but they didn't have to vote anybody out. I think that was, like, an eye-opener for them. Like, because, what was it? They, they're, they're pretty convinced that nobody knew that who they were going to vote for. In reality, they were all planning to vote Jess. Yeah. And they didn't have the chance to do that. So I think Jess caught on like, oh, oh crap, we were, we were, it was real, a close one. Hopefully they realized that and that uh, helped them talk to more people, actually. <laughs> yeah, one would, one would hope. Yeah, and uh, well, especially for Jess and Zach, the people who sort of were on the outs and likely the next to go. Priscilla um, caught a bit of a break, I think, with what happened next and almost got a second life. Yep. Uh, and so speaking of, the went to the next challenge, which was the invasion challenge or engagement was the name of it. Uh, so the two captains voted on from each tribe were Zach and Gwyn for Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they assigned invaders and defenders uh, as determined by the captain. So the invaders for Leviathan were Mason, Meninja, and Deadly. And for Scylla, it was Jess, Sams, and RDT. And the defenders were Dano, CC, and Flair, and then Sully, Moss, and Crystal. Um, and uh, then from there, we got a bit of a twist halfway through the challenge. It was... Uh... We shouldn't have been too surprised. I think the, the viewers lounge got a little got a little complacent in thinking it was just a normal challenge, but uh, we've been suspecting the uh, the possibility of a uh, of a swap. And so for it to happen in the middle of a challenge was a, a, a new mechanic for uh, for production. Uh, the challenge was designed, I think, in such a way that an invader was always going to break through. They would have enough opportunity for at least one invader to get through, and then once that happened, the um, the tribe swap would be uh, would become live, so to speak. Um, and then all of a sudden, you're in a room with your new tribe trying to solve a uh, another puzzle, and this time it's for immunity. So that was a really clever way of production to do it. Um, the uh, the challenge was uh, I, I referred it to it referred to it as a, a bit of a MacGuffin in a way, just a, a plot, a, a plot device in designed to get, you know, someone from point A to point C. And so uh, I, I really liked how they did it. I thought it was clever. Um, the challenges was, were fun to watch. And, uh, and, in, and most of the invaders failed in spectacular fashion. So it, that was kind of fun to watch as well. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a really interesting challenge. Um... It, it was it was really hectic, like just switching back and forth between different channels. Like it was kind of hard to follow along what was going on really. But then when we hit the message of this is a swap and now you're fighting for immunity, it was just like a huge game changer. Um, I don't know. I, it was a really good, good play from production. It was fun to watch. So for sure. A good in. <laughs> And I, and it, and it also kind of showed, again, how little this uh, these these ships have been uh, hitting the sub channels, because one of the um, one of the the invaders needed to list the sub channels in alphabetical order, 
Um, and of the six invaders, only two of them got past that question, um, which was a little shocking, but really when you think about it, not so much. So uh, um, it's, it was kind of sad to watch them just kind of flailing about trying to not knowing the, this, uh, these sub channels, not knowing you know, where they should have been going this whole time. Uh, and it's just uh, indicative of uh, how uh, this tribe really hasn't, these, these two ships haven't really fully engaged with the environment yet, which is uh, for me, a huge aspect of, of Alliance uh, that, ha that it has over a lot of other orgs. So a little disappointing to watch, but uh, it's always fun to watch people just kind of uh, failing miserably. It managed to be some of the six that uh, you would expect to not know the names of the, I can't think, lounge, not lounges, what are they called, chats? Sub-channels. Sub-channels, <laughs> sub there we go, sorry. But it was pretty much the six that I would have guessed to not know them. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a happy accident in that respect. Uh, man, it was definitely a, a fun little twist. And so the swap was that was the defenders would stay on their tribe and the invaders would swap. Yes. The, the, well, the defenders, the defenders and the, and the captains. captains. Yeah. So sort of creating this 4-3 dynamic on both sides uh, with new tribe members along with our older ones that stayed. Uh, but uh, as you mentioned, it was it's sort of a MacGuffin challenge, but also not because all of a sudden you have the new tribe, but they're still competing for immunity. Uh, and ultimately, it was the Leviathan tribe that came out on top, consisting of Cece, Dano, Flair, Gwyn, Jess, RDT, 2-4, and Sams, uh, coming out on top of that challenge and sending the new Scylla tribe to a tribal council. Yeah, and um, with Leviathan losing, I mean, that, that leaves Cece, Dano, Flair, and Gwen as the only people who haven't been to a tribal council yet, and they haven't... Um, they haven't put that uh, that tribal loyalty to test yet, um, and I think that's always important to get that out of the way at some point in the early in the early uh, part of the game pre-merge, um, just so you can test those loyalties. and And they haven't had to, and it, it kind of can lead to complacency. and And I think we see that a little bit with uh, with the Leviathan tribe in respect to the you know they're they're used to winning, they're not really having the game or scheme or anything at this point, so. Uh, Maybe winning in that respect is a, a bit of a, of a detriment to them. For sure. And we there was a bit of a split between them with uh, Gwen and Flair over activity. They've kind of had a bit of a skerfuffle with each other. So there could be something there when they eventually have to go to tribal together. Yeah, absolutely. Flair, was, Flair wasn't able to participate. Um, she had said something alluding to that um, in, the, in the ship channel prior to the, the challenge starting. Um, so when she didn't show up, Gwen did not handle it very well and was pretty aggressive in how she uh, addressed it with Flair. And, and Flair did not take to it very well at all. Yeah. And it seems that uh, CC will always side with Flair. So it could be bad for Gwen. Yeah. Uh, but also the more immediate aftermath was a tribal council 
uh, for the, the new Scylla tribe, which had Deadly, Crystal, Mason, Mini Ninja, Moss, Sully, and Zack. Uh, so a few people on the outs trying to stay alive and see if they could either find a crack in those four or if they could, um, if, if those four could break in. Uh, sort of if, as the invaders versus the defenders, almost similar to the challenge. This is a, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it sets things up um, rather it sets things up and it's, it's a, it's a bad look for uh it's looking bad for deadly Mason and Ninja at this point. Um, Clara coming at Clara coming as somebody who was facing a similar circumstance last season. What do you, what is, what, what should they be thinking when they, when they come into this, what, 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 are, what are their first thoughts what is uh what's the plan let's see uh so from being coming from a perspective of someone who was swapped into a tribe and being in the minority and there being like three giants in in the swap already um i think i think the thing you should really focus on is one talking to everybody because that that's something that I screwed up on. I <laughs> I was I was more complacent in that regard. Um, I think just talking to everybody, building relationships as soon as possible, um, and you know, s- still keeping relationships with the people you swapped with, like the people, um, you know, the people on your previous tribe coming with you onto this new one. Um, I think those people, they're your biggest allies in this situation. And in my, in my, in my situation, I, I kind of, I forgot about them. Like, I just, I don't know, like it it was a a lapse of judgment (laughs) in my, in my play. So I think, uh, Keeping them in mind is definitely a huge, huge part. You know, got a lot, a lot of jaw, a lot of uh, balls to juggle uh, once you come in on the minority side of a of a of a swap. Yeah, uh, you you just don't want to get complacent, and that's what I did. So, um, you know, talking and doing as much as possible to stay good on both sides yep. is what is what should be kept in mind <laughs> i mean you want to tell the people you're swapping with what they want to hear you want to tell yes. them that you're you didn't get along with your old tribe and you want to be with them because they want numbers everybody wants a number <laughs> make them think you're a number well uh i think uh zach made that a little easier for them to do do you want to do you want to tell them what zach did ari yeah, I mean, so you were talking about how going into the minority on a swap kinds of strategies for that, but the person we really saw, you know, going and trying to change their position in the game, uh, I think was the one in the majority with Zach, but probably being able to cobble together a majority. Uh, well, not necessarily. I think you had a bunch of people who might have gotten, uh, might have tried to flip on him or get him out. Um, I think Sully was especially suspicious of him, but then he decides to take that position and uh, change it up in the game a bit. And 
Uh, yeah, do you want to explain sort of how he went about that? Um, we're, we're assuming a fair amount here because we don't know what product, if production, what kind of instructions production might have given to the captains for this challenge in their, in their channel. Um, but Zach claims he was told by production that this was going to result in a swap and that one of the groups of three, he would not be told which, would be swapped off his team. Um, and we in the lounge, for the most part, think that this is, um, to use a uh, delicate phrase, uh, bullshit. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure where he came up with this. I think he said in his confessional that he was lying. Um, I don't think he knew that people were going to be swapped. I don't think he knew, you know, I don't think he knew that at all because I don't think that's something production would tell a person because that gives one person a lot more power in the game than they probably should have. So, um, yeah, but what it effectively did was make deadly Mason and mini ninja feel like they were the, uh, the, the Leviathan castoffs that they were sent away knowing that they wouldn't have to come back to the tribe. And that, like uh, like Spencer said, made those three a lot more willing to work with the new people that they had uh, joined up on with under a minority alliance. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is sort of the chaos strategy uh, that Spencer was sort of talking about and he had used in the last season to try to break people up and get people closer to you. But I mean... Uh, it seems like people are at least mostly believing it or listening him out. Oh, but is this going to be a good thing in the long term? Or is it all going to come crashing in if he hits a merge and someone goes to Gwen and she says that's a complete lie? Well, let us let me ask a, uh, a person who was a notorious in the season he played for for uh for dangerous lies uh what do, what do you think spencer how does uh how do you think this plays out for zach uh it's gonna bite him in the butt for sure uh crystal already is on to him and solely doesn't trust him so all he's really got is moss and deadly that believes him right now and i i don't think gwen would play along with it if she has any idea of it she's gonna stop it I think the only way he'll be fine is if Gwen goes pre-merge. And, and, and no one can refute his lie that way. Yeah. Yes. Or, um, I mean, I'm kind of wondering, though, like, will they believe Gwen over him? Especially I think if 100%. you're in the mindset. Well, if you're in the mindset of Gwen is just trying to cover her butt of sending you away. Yeah. I, I think they'll catch him in some other lie. And it'll make this seem less likely. Do do you think he could have accomplished the same goal with slightly less or without even lying? I mean, he. I feel like I feel like if he really wanted to take control of this tribe, he would have done it here. Um, yeah, but that's not not really what he what we end up seeing, and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But I mean, the thing that the thing that gets me a lot of the times is like unnecessary lies and unnecessary lies tend to trip you up. They tend to cause you problems further down the road. Um, 
your lie about Shan and you know and being kind of bullied by yeah. by uh, Arunima wasn't. I mean, it was slightly disparaging to those guys, but it, but I mean, it wasn't an necessarily an unnecessary lie because you needed to. You needed something that you needed a hook. Yeah, you know, you got got hook. two people that weren't me voted out. Right. So you you got your hook into Rutke. Um, Zach didn't need a hook. He wasn't in a bad position. Um, so I think the, the unnecessary lie, which can be easily proven to be incorrect or, or easily proven a lie, is bad. Whereas with Spencer, it was more of a, well, this is how I felt. Even though he may not have actually felt that way, you can't prove that a feeling is a lie necessarily. So I'm not, I'm not really sure what his motivation was here, given what he does here in the next couple of days on the, uh, with, with the vote. So I, I don't get it. You, you, anybody have any sense of logic behind his actions? Not really. No. And I mean, one other thing is I also got lucky of Hen was about to find out right before he went home. So like luck is a part of it. So Zach might get lucky, but I think if he wanted to accomplish the same thing, he also could have just flipped. Like he wanted a solid group of four. Yeah. I, I feel like telling a lie is a more risky way of getting that rather than just flipping. Because yeah. Mason Deadly and Ninja and he did would that. really Deadly. like him. And he did that pretty quickly without even trying to feel out, it seemed, without with whether that might be a possibility to forming a group. Um, I can understand his perspective, um, especially given some of the confessionals we got from Sully about how he kind of wishes Zach was out of the game, uh, given his propensity for picking things up um, and not necessarily being the most helpful for a tribe or for someone like Sully. Um, who's in sort of that more of a power position. That's sort of the player you want to remove. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I think also part of it is just Zach wants to be this chaos player all over the place. Um, and as a viewer, I can very much appreciate what he's going for there. Yeah. But when you're, when you're doing that chaos play above, above ground and, it's in full view of everyone. That's, that's also not necessarily a good thing. And it, it's not fooling anybody. Everybody can see what he's trying to do. And, and that it, it's just, uh, it's just, a, it's so odd. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, and I, I agree with Spencer and, and most of y'all that this is going to end up biting him in the ass. I mean, it's, uh, and, and I think the viewers lounge for the most part is anxious to see that happen. Yeah. Uh, I personally really love watching Zach play. I think it's really entertaining, but you know, like as a viewer and as a player, it's, it's really different. Um, it's like, you don't want somebody just doing things to do things, you know, if, if you're on the same team as them, like you don't, Zach is like probably top, one of the top people on your list that you want out as soon as possible because they can yeah. mess up your whole game in just one move pretty much and you know you it's it's not a good look for Zach right now but you know as a viewer I very much enjoy what he's doing <laughs> so yeah he's uh, he's giving us he's giving us something to talk about 
I yeah. very much agree uh, from my perspective as both viewer and podcast host that, I mean, I would rather have Zach stay in the game and keep doing his thing than someone, not to name any names, but someone who might just, you know, be on, form some alliance and just stick to whatever alliance they have formed all the way to the end without thinking twice about it. It's certainly a much more entertaining thing to watch. Now, if there were 16 Zachs on the season, I don't think that'd be oh God. quite quite as fun, <laughs> but having one, I think is a very good number. Uh, so I will not be rooting for him to be voted out anytime soon. No. Even so though I think, it likely I think we will can... happen sooner rather than later. I think though, I still think he can make it to the merge. I think. Mm-hmm. But maybe, if, but if Scylla goes next, and let's say like Mason and Deadly um, are a bit uh, kind of hands offish with him, and they actually start talking to a Sully, to a Moss, then they might be able to get some momentum built to where Zach does go next if, uh, if Scylla goes to, to tribal. I think one thing that also might hurt Zach is the fact that Mason's on that tribe, who is around the same age as Zach just as or more helpful in challenges but he's not paranoid and he's easy to talk to and all three of the original Scylla already seem to way prefer him and i think if he seem if they think he'll be loyal to them they'll want to stick with mason over zach yeah i think they would take zach out over deadly um but that's where i think maybe not i think deadly doesn't have as strong of a connection with them. No. It's uh, it's interesting. So I, th- I think all four of us can agree that if Zach had really wanted to take control here, uh, the smart thing for him to do, instead of coming up with this elaborate lie about how the, the swap was uh, engineered, would have been just to go to Mason, Ninja, and, uh, and Dudley and say, hey, um, I was on the outs here. You three plus one, that's four. We've got the majority. Let's do it, right? That would have been for sure. the easiest route for him. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, com- common sense and thinking ahead probably isn't a skill he's acquired yet. Not to, like, trash on a 16-year-old. That's not my goal. But, <laughs> um you know, uh, that foresight that, that is needed in, um, you know, survivor games. I don't think that's, that's been, uh, <laughs> been built up yet. So we'll see. Ari, what's your, what's your stance? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think having seen this port in Red Pandorg, uh, play even a more, you know, not, uh, more hyper version of this like i just remember the very first vote of the game he had an easy target and instead changed to another target and then changed that to another target to get a true blind side in this super complicated vote and of course it backfired on him within like four days to get voted out you know even starting from a power position uh i think that's probably where this is headed but i mean it's certainly possible at this point for him to make a merge uh, and uh, hard to see a ton of paths there, but I mean, you know, anything's possible from a merge. There's, yeah, and what was his? Uh, you you speak of convoluted plans. What was his? What was his convoluted plan here? 
he was uh, he was uh, he, he wanted to split, right? Um yeah, he wanted him and two of the other original stylists to vote for Deadly, then Deadly Mason and one original silo to vote for Ninja, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure he knew what he wanted. And let me just <laughs> let me just read two two uh, two different messages uh, two days apart, one day apart. Um, on today on Friday, he said to Crystal in their DM, "I'm getting the feeling Deadly won't vote for us if he doesn't have to." And then, and then yesterday. Again, in his DMs to Crystal, he says, though not to mention, Deadly is much more willing to work with us come emerge. So, I mean, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, I think he just wanted to be the architect of a, a big play, a big splashy play. He wanted to be the architect of a big splashy play. That's why he wanted to do the um, the split. Um, and uh Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I I just he he definitely wants to be known for, you know, doing big plays and like, that being his legacy, but also, his quote unquote legacy is going to be his downfall. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So yeah, all day yesterday, he's trying to engineer this split. And and pretty much everybody's like, uh, but why? <laughs> and and yeah. he can't really he can't really offer a good explanation. Uh, yeah, uh, well, so we'll see how that works in the future. But uh, so far, I think with enough people starting to believe him, uh, it didn't hurt him much, and it sort of helped that Scylla uh, had a bit of an easy target in Mini Ninja, who always. Uh, uh, always unfortunate when sort of life gets in the way but of some very ill-timed events for her and uh, I think a, a bad swap going from a probably a pretty good position to all of a sudden completely on the ouch with nowhere to go to and no time to make up that deficit is that sort of what happened yeah I mean she just uh, I think she uh, I think her confessional was just uh, published uh, this afternoon and then she talks a bit about how um, just life got in the way. Um, but that's what these early boots are for. A lot of, a lot of times it seems like uh, that's where, uh, that's where uh, these early uh, boots uh, just uh, stuff is keeping them from playing and participating and communicating. You're giving everybody every reason to just uh, let you go take care of that, so to speak. Yeah, and we did get um, a confessional and uh, just about now an exit interview uh, from yeah. Mini Ninja uh, sort of talking about that and definitely excited to have her around in the viewers lounge and maybe even in our VIP channel next season if we, if she can stick around. Yeah, she seemed like she seemed nice, Paula, as uh, she regrets not being able to change her name to uh, or, or forgetting to change her name. So uh, owed it to a mix of my work schedule being changed and her own admitted personal struggle with written 
virtual communication. So yeah, you, you got to feel for her in that respect coming into a game like this. But um, I, yeah, I, it does seem like already she'll be more involved in the viewers' lounge than our previous two boots. So uh, let's all be let's all be let's all be friendly with Paula and Mini Ninja when we see her. Yeah, and also should Banjo's biggest dream come true? Yeah, I think Poppy a good player to have in a potential quote-unquote loser lane season. Yes. But yeah, and uh, it, it sucks uh, to get, uh, despite all of uh, Zach's machinations, to uh, to get voted out on a uh, on a unanimous uh, a unanimous uh, vote, but uh, such is life in the uh, game of Alliance. I wonder when we'll get our first non-unanimous vote. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be some sometime soon. Well, yeah, I, th I can't imagine that if uh, I think if if Leviathan loses, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it'll be another unanimous vote. Well, I mean, that's something that I'm kind of interested to see. Um, I mean, I, I get the first two votes. You don't want to be a person who goes against the easy vote. And we never saw, I guess one day we'll see some votes published for the, potentially, I guess no one ever actually voted in the Seattle yeah. Tribal Council. So not a chance there, but I mean, definitely a strategy around this part of the game to just kind of, especially when you know how the votes are going, to just throw a vote on someone and stir up a bit of suspicion. Um, yeah, we saw, we saw vote. Lola do that all the way back in Shattern to a whole lot of oh, success. Yeah. Uh, Ninja's vote went on Crystal um, at this tribal, uh, which is interesting, um, and and should should send uh, warning bells off for Crystal. It'll be interesting to see if it actually does. Yeah, and I mean it would have been pretty easy for someone to. I mean, someone maybe like a deadly, you know, or someone like that for swaps to throw a vote on Zach, and then afterwards claim that. Yeah, you know, is it with, maybe it was Zach who voted for Crystal. And since it would have been easy for me to vote for Zach, you know, that could have, that could be something. Uh, so maybe, maybe we do see that in the next round, depending on what happens. Um, what is that? What is that, in your opinion, Spencer, the, uh, the purpose of a, a hinky vote like that? What do you, what do you, what are you hoping to accomplish as somebody who started one and then scratched it out? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, I'm not proud of that, <laughs> but I think <laughs> for Sawa, for Deadly and Mason, it could do a lot when you have a player like Zach on your tribe that clearly can't handle paranoia very well. Like, I don't think Soli would really be phased by it, but Zach, that, that could be the thing you need to get you that one more vote that'll get you to the merge where you can reunite with CC and flair and take control of the game. Oh, he would have, Zach would have hunted that vote down. He would have spent hours trying to find out exactly who voted for him. You're, you're, you're absolutely right on that. And I mean, it, I think that if they try and do that at a tribal, if they go back, that it will, it's a very likely thing that'll happen and will work for them. Because there's a lot of tension in that silo group. They're not a strong four. No, you're right. Well, so another bit of 
bit of excitement on this Silva tribe. Silva tribe is uh, the beginning of a cascade. Yay! We've still got a bunch of people looking for the treasure chest um, without seeming to find a whole lot of success, but we do have a command that at least we've been confirmed by the Bonnie bot uh, is the beginning of the cascade and no advantages found yet, but we, we are on track to find something if we can if we can get closer. There was Moss the, is, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, so uh, it was, no, I'm trying to find the link here. The three heads command says, as you peer down to the three heads, you notice a small innocuous compartment on the leftmost one. Your fingers are just able to reach it. Your fingernail slides the lid up. Inside you find a message. By the ma agape, the next message is etched. Uh, and I think you have been the one to point out that when it, it sort of switches the commands to a second person response saying, this is what you're doing, that means you're on the right track. Yeah, it, it, it is. Once, once, you've, uh, once you've become part of the command uh, story, then you definitely need to perk up and pay attention. Um, and, I, and I believe a bunch of people have found that uh, Crystal, Moss, uh, Zach, uh, Sully hasn't really played around with it. Uh, Mason hasn't played around with it that much, but uh, uh, only one of those people have figured out where it was leading them, and that was Moss. Well, so how, how and then uh, has Moss, did Moss get further on the cascade? This is where I... Moss has, uh, with the um, with that clue, she figured out that it was referring to the rigging, um, and so she. Uh, she uh, went to the rigging and did um, etched message, and it and it and, it, and, it, and uh, she climbed up the rigging and found a message etched into the into, into the uh, the sail that said something along um, along the lines of uh, another. It, it gave her another thing, and then there was a picture of two uh, of multiple parallel lines and an arrow pointing up, um, and that's as far as she's gotten, um, and she. She's been playing around with it a lot, um, but uh, hasn't uh, hasn't gotten that next step. Uh, then, yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, whether this is oh. an idol or any form of advantage. And then uh, just oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and then earlier earlier in the day, uh, Dano just just a couple of hours ago, he started the, the the parallel cascade on the Leviathan ship. Uh, which was uh, referring to the mast. Uh, the masthead there had a uh, the leviathan's head with three sharp fins. So instead of three heads on that masthead, there was a the one head with the three fins. And the starting cascade or the starting command for the leviathan cascade is three fins. But I think Dano has only gotten that one step and hasn't figured out where that one is sending him. And it, it may be slightly different than the uh, the Scylla uh, cascading already is, similar to. Uh, what uh, production did with uh, with um, Mojo Desert? Uh, so whether that's going to lead to an idol or some other form of advantage or even a clue to something else useful, um, that's definitely going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Whether it's Moss who comes away with something, or I think Zach has generally proven to be the most active and adept at the yeah. command hunting. I am. And if he gets an idol, all bets are off, I think. Oh, God. 
Um, and something to consider because we all know that the treasure chest is out there. Um, but I think the treasure chest may be a placeholder, uh, something similar to um, Ozymandias in, in Mojo Desert, where you know it's important, but you also don't necessarily have everything that you need to to activate it yet because it's not active. I think at some point there may be a challenge or an auction or something like that wherein a contestant can acquire a key um, in some way, shape, or form, and they know in the back of their mind that that key is probably going to be used to open that chest, and they'll be able to. It'll be a, a race to who, who who gets the key and who gets to open the the treasure chest first. This is just supposition on my part, but I think the uh, the chest. I don't. I think the chest is a dead end for now, and they should be focusing on this uh, this cascade. Um, one thing is the challenge that's going on right now could be one where they could have that key hidden. It seems command based. Yep, I would be paying. I would be paying. I would be paying attention to any little bits of information that come up during this challenge, um, because uh, it's it's all it, it could all be used uh, to your benefit. So any anything that anything else that stands out about the treasure chest or the cascade hunt and how or how that might impact things. It's all just a matter of when or, or even if they're found and by who. Um, there's only a select group of people who are really uh, digging, you know, hunting. Uh, Gwen, uh, Dano, Moss, Zach. Um, I think, a, a, you know, a, a, an immunity idol in the hands of any of those people would make things interesting. Um, if Moss had an immunity idol um, in her back pocket, she might be a lot more willing to start looking at Deadly and Mason as people that she wants to work with. So, uh, that would be uh, that would be a pretty big deal. Yeah, I, I could definitely see Moss being the one to begin that. Everything I've known of her and spoken with her, she's very intelligent and game savvy. Yeah, a lot depend again. A lot depends on who finds it. If Moss, if uh, if Leviathan goes to tribal and like say Sam's makes it through, he isn't voted off. Um, Moss will notice this. She will see that uh, he's still in the game, and she's savvy enough to know that if Sam's and makes it to the merge along with say a crystal and Sully, Sam's is going back to being their number three and Moss will go back down to being number four. And I can't imagine her, you know, settling on being a number four to anybody at this point. So uh, yeah, that's, that's huge. I, I want to, Moss is a player. She's going to be around for a while and, uh, and give her an idol, even that much more dangerous. So that has the next challenge. Um, that's bringing us to the lighthouse, which I think looks pretty. That almost maybe was we'll see similar. I would not put it past the production team and clever. I think especially to update this, but the tower challenge in Dark Forest. Um, actually, it, it will almost definitely be new puzzles. But the uh, main form of the challenge is one captain starts on the top floor and the rest of the team starts on the bottom floor. Each floor is a puzzle and they want to meet somewhere in the middle as fast as possible. Uh, this was a, a whole lot of fun when it was last played. Uh, so yeah. we're excited to see it again. Um, so the captains are RDT for Leviathan and Sully for Scylla. Uh, I think a lot of us have a lot of confidence in Sully doing this. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this because by the time anyone else listens to this, this might be over, but uh, you know, what quickly are we kind of expecting to see from this? 
I think RDT24 will be a good captain for uh, Leviathan. They, they, they landed almost by accident probably on a, on a good person there. Um, if you want somebody to be working by themselves on puzzles, I think he's probably the guy. Um, as for the rest, the group that are going to be working their way up, the rest of the ship, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, Scylla might be in trouble if Zach's just sitting there in the in the channel the whole time being a distraction and going, what the hell is this? Um, and that, 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 that hasn't worked out well for him in the past, and I can't imagine it working out well for him in this instance either. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to come down to what kind of puzzles they are and if, uh, if there's enough people with eyes on them and if there's familiarity with the, that type of puzzle. Um, who knows? I mean, this isn't going to be simple addition stuff. This is going to be, you know, Sudoku type stuff and, you know, and, and stuff we, we probably haven't seen um, because I promise you uh, the production team digs for uh, challenging puzzles. And this is going to be like a collection of challenging puzzles. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be really interesting to watch. Um, I think for Scylla, it'll be kind of interesting to see how Zach does um, to see if he's actually like going to help <laughs> or like, you know, like even if it'll be interesting to see like if he can do stuff like this or I don't know, like he, he hasn't shown much uh, puzzle solving skill yet so i think it'll be interesting to see if he can and also priscilla i think crystal will be a good help for this definitely for like word and literature based puzzles if there are any um and for leviathan i think cc and gwen will definitely be a help for that as well so it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to watch oh yeah yeah so spencer <laughs> uh, I don't think I really have much. I I think Mason, from what I've seen of him and other works doing challenges, puzzles is a strength of his. So I think that could help him. And it'll be nice to see if uh, Deadly can get something done. Somebody posted earlier in the season some screen caps of Mason uh, getting really excited about puzzles, right? If, uh, if I'm if yeah. correctly. Okay. Scylla may have the puzzle team. This could get a, this could actually be a blowout. Who knows? Yeah, uh, he. I've watched him win like three or four puzzle-based challenges. It's something he's very strong at. Wow. Well, okay. Good to know. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I guess I uh, was looking at the two tribes. I mean, who are the people we think would be in trouble if they're sent to nautical council? Uh, I mean, for Scylla especially, is it, we think just uh, was it Mason and Deadly, the two that, uh, were they going to be able to find a way in? Or isn't one of them on the outs? And is it a similar story for Scylla with one of the three transfers uh, on the chopping block? Or do you think someone will be able to find ways to change up the game? Clara, Spencer? Mm -hmm. Um, it'll see, I'm not quite sure about the people on the outs, um, see, cause I haven't been able to like read DMS as much, but I don't know, like, I think if solo is able to win this challenge, it'll definitely be like 
a shift in the dynamic almost. Um, Cause let's see if, if the new Scylla, like the people transferred onto this new Scylla tribe, um, if they do really well in this challenge, then it'll be like a weird dynamic shift. I, I think it'll, and that would be interesting to watch. Um, same, same goes for Leviathan and the new people on Leviathan. So, yeah. I think Leviathan, if they lost, would be pretty straightforward. I think Jess is an easy boot that helps the tribe and helps the majority. But I think Scylla, if they lose, that puts Deadly, Mason, Zach, and Crystal all in an area of potentially getting voted out. I think Moss and Scylla would probably be fine. Yeah, but Scylla is much more intriguing and dynamic when it comes to how Nautical could go. Which, of course, means Leviathan will lose. <laughs> yeah, we'll get another unanimous vote. Yeah. yeah, at this point, I want to see what happens with Scylla more than I do, honestly, with Le- with Leviathan. Um, because Same Leviathan here. does have it, uh, will have a pretty easy vote. Yeah, but or... Yeah. yeah? Or Jess could do really, really well in this challenge, and they can be the one solving solving these puzzles but yeah. we'll see <laughs> maybe it'll be some terraria based puzzles <laughs> <laughs> but this is a fun challenge to watch if uh, if this gets uh if this isn't uh posted after it's already happened and it looks like both of these tribes aren't going to be uh, running theirs until uh 8 30 eastern thereabouts so that's like you know a good you know two and a half hours away um yeah, watch this challenge if, uh, if you haven't already, because this, uh, having seen the tower play out live, it was very exciting. And they yeah, were running at the same time. No, right? Were they not? No. No. Because I specifically remember trying to like match up timestamps. I think uh, they went like I think they went at similar times. Um, but also, I mean, when we'll see if it's it was similar. The way it sort of ended up playing out in Dark Forest was one tribe was stuck on one puzzle for i think about an hour <laughs> meanwhile bbgg solved all of them in a couple of minutes yeah he that was it was huge if you get and that's why i think sully's going to do well here because uh, if you go back and look at the uh the uh engagement challenge uh he was busting through those uh those little uh, invader on defender challenges fast so um he at the very least he knows how to use google and, uh, and and we'll figure out you know find some strategy to, to to at least know even what kind of puzzle you're looking at yeah i think that's a thing people underestimate in these is just learning how to do puzzles of you can look up a wiki how on how to complete a side a slide puzzle and get it done in two minutes rather than spending 30 trying to guess yeah just people put their pride aside and learn I would doubt that we see slide puzzles or the like. Yeah, um, I know Ryan has a pretty much said they're not doing anything outside of things you can do with Discord and commands. And I think a slide puzzle would be very tough to pull off on that. Yeah, um, I was more going more for along as an example. Like, more along the lines of like riddle puzzles. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of like crypto and like decryptions and a lot of interesting ways. Um, so, I mean, is there any chance an advantage comes up 
in this tribal. I think if it's Leviathan and the votes on Jess, that would seem, would seem pretty unlikely. Uh, but I think yeah. Scylla, you know, we, you know, you think something might come up. Well, they got to find. Think... Oh, you can go on. Sorry. I was going to say they they got to find an advantage before they can use an advantage. Um, but if there were one, this would be a good time to use it. <laughs> And I think Scylla has six people that if they find out they're about to go, any of those six would work hard on commands and do everything they could to find an idol. Whereas Jess, if she thinks she's going to go, I would maybe kind of give up without a fight. No, I just want to see a fun tribal. Uh, whoever that, and whatever that requires, uh, I'd like to see a little uh, a little fire um, and uh, and a non-unanimous vote. I'm, I'm with, with Spencer on this. Give me, give me some drama. Give me some... Uh, Give, give me some fireworks. I'm sure Clara feels the same way. Throw a yes. hinky vote on someone and blame it on someone else. Yes, absolutely. Anything for a fun travel. <laughs> Welcome to the number one place to get a cut on the high seas, Spyglass Hair Salon. Our stylists have worked with Blackbeard's Beard, Annie Bonnie, and even Captain Morgan himself. Starting June 4th, we will be offering bang extensions for the low, low price of three doubloons. We also offer 15 different hair dyes, though we do regret to mention we are eliminating yellow from our options. Mention Team Shan for a 10% discount. Um, yes, yeah, so I kind of am curious about, you know, you know, looking forward based on where we are now, who do we think, I guess, go one person um, on either tribe who we think the swap really helped and one person who uh, was especially hurt by it. Um, and I guess outside of mini ninja, who I think was the most swap screwed person out of anyone from this season. Uh, I think the person, the most screwed over besides mini ninja would be Sam's because he was in a power position on Scylla and now is not, at risk at Leviathan, but he's still in the minority. And I think the person that helped the most would be Dano, because I think people were at first feeling a bit uneasy about him, but now CC and Flair seem to have really connected with him since the swap, and he's kind of became their third over Mason. Good answer. Uh. Yeah, I agree with Dano. Um, it, it looks like uh, Dano and Cece have built uh, a pretty good relationship, and I I, I enjoy reading their uh, their DMs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how those continue to go on throughout uh, throughout this specific tribe, and if anything affects it before merge. Um, for Scylla, I'm not quite sure about uh, anybody else being disadvantaged at this swap. Uh, let me see. For me, uh, I think the person that probably helped the most was somebody like um, somebody that really benefited from what was Moss. Um, it put her in a very good position. Um, she was, she became absolutely necessary to crystal and sully without being beholden to them she didn't have that previous kind of connection so 
she's needed by them, but I don't think she owes them anything at this point. Um, so she's in a great position because Sam's went over to the other tribe. And, uh, and I do think it probably hurt someone like RDT, um, who was kind of building up some momentum on Scylla and, um, and now kind of has to start all over and build up that momentum with Leviathan. And now has put himself in a captain position where he's really going to have to shine here or, 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 you know, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be giving people uh, a possible good reason um, to at least look at him in a possibly equal light as somebody they can vote out instead of Jess. Um, yeah. Um, I'll kind of go, I guess, in a somewhat different direction, but I think Zach is the person who I think is most helped by the swap in a way. I think he went from likely being the next person to go on that tribe to being in a position where he can sort of control his own fate for a bit. Um, in terms of someone who was hurt, um, kind of look at Mason. Um, Mason, a little bit with Deadly too, but yeah, Mason, you know, seemed like he was in a pretty good position, was pretty actively chatting with a lot of those people on his tribe, and now is down in the numbers. And I think he might just have to eke out and try to survive to emerge when he can flip back. Um, you know, you never know how things can shake up, but. Uh, I think he might be a bit hurt by you know, being in this position now. Yep. You got to, you know, that's the thing about the swap. You got to be able to adapt. And the, those ones who best adapt are, are going to survive. And, um, and if, and if you don't, you're, you're going home, which, which sucks. Uh, but it, it's part of the game. We've got two, our guests represent the yin and yang of, uh, and probably yeah. just, they represent the yin and yang of swaps uh, in that respect. Uh, so it's kind of funny that they were both on in this, uh, in this instance. Yeah. It's good timing. <laughs> um, I mean, as a person who's never made merge and has swap has always kind of like been trouble for me and compared to Spencer, he's, you know, he's always done quite well with that. Well, I've, the, the one flex I have in orgs is that I've always made merge. Yeah. Oh, Never so won, but opposite. I've always made it to merge. <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, it, it's it's definitely interesting to see how, how swaps and how merges can affect uh, how each player reacts and uh, how they're how they're able to to manage themselves in in the tribe dynamic it's 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 an interesting watch so yeah yeah i think that covers just about everything for now um again definitely hoping to see some sort of fireworks at tribal something other than a unanimous vote um and definitely looking forward to seeing this challenge and where things go forward and we might be close to a merge or a second swap, depending on, you know, Ryan always has something up his sleeve. Yeah, we're, uh, we hope, we, um, we know he will. It's just a matter and he'll never quite do it the same way twice. So don't, uh, don't, don't, don't necessarily look back at previous seasons for a, pr a blueprint of what he's going to do this season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a person who's only been around for summit, this is completely and totally different from, from what Summit was. And it's, it's so interesting to watch. Um, 
it's it's so creative in the way that it's done um like swaps and challenges and yeah I don't know alliance is always a fun thing to <laughs> to be around so Spencer how you feeling on the outside looking in uh, I, I've enjoyed it a lot. This is my first org I've ever really specced, so it's been fun. I've I spend way too much time every day reading every every convo. Yeah, yeah and I think that's a lot of those. Both are things that makes Alliance really special. Um, not a lot of places have an active viewers lounge much at all, let alone one that is so invested in everything going on. Um, and yeah, I mean. I don't think any of us have seen or even would have thought of the idea to have a swap in the middle of an immunity challenge and finishing the said challenge uh, and immediately sending them to tribal council after some time to recoup, but it's definitely been exciting. Um, yeah. Maybe have anything else we needed to mention or go over? I mean, while they're here, I'm glad that Clara and Spencer have become um, our alumni who have become engaged and active in the viewers yep. lounge. And again, something that kind of sets, sets a alliance apart from other orgs is just that the, uh, the passion of the previous players and you, you guys definitely represent that. So I'm, I'm glad you're a part of the family now, so to speak. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Um, alliance is so great. Like it was my first org. So I'm, I've always, I'm always going to be kind of attached to it and how, and how, how it just like kind of goes down and like the community, I love the community so much. Um, it's, it's totally different from other orgs I've played as we're like the, the alumni, so to speak, they're, they're just so passionate about how current games are going and how just gen, genuinely how other people are. Um, uh, I just think Alliance as a community, uh, it's great. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, thank you so much, Clara and Spencer, for being on with us. It was certainly a pleasure to get to hear your voices and have you back on here. And we'll definitely see you around in all of the lounges. Thank yeah. you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you guys. Us. It's good to see you, Tim. Mm -hmm. uh, and Hurst, thanks so much, as always, for being on and for helping me uh, be a bit more caught up than I I, I might normally be, um, yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Uh, and thanks everyone for listening. We will be back soon. And until then, take care. Peace.